Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 94 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why you should stop running from your problems. Have you ever had a problem that you wanted to run away from? A situation you'd rather just deal with another time, or maybe avoid altogether something you wish would just go away. I certainly have. But running from problems is an unwinnable race. Most people, whether they will admit it or not, have the impulse to run because dealing with problems is uncomfortable. Avoidance behaviors such as Procrastination, denial, and escapism only offer short-term relief and often lead to long-term consequences. People run from their problems for many different reasons and in many different ways. Some try to run from their problems by continually changing jobs or changing churches or even moving to different cities. Some try to run from their problems by blaming them on someone else, a spouse, a parent, a neighbor, a boss, a colleague at work. And some try to run from their problems by buying new things. The good feeling that comes with buying something new masks the inner pain and distracts from the reality of the problem. However, that feeling quickly fades away and can create other issues, not to mention financial ones. As humans, we all face difficult situations. However, what sets us apart is how we deal with those situations. Running away may seem like the easiest option, but it only makes things worse in the long run. Running from our problems is not a wise strategy for long-term mental, emotional, relational, or spiritual well-being. It's how we respond to our problems that tells a lot about ourselves. The enemy is watching how we respond. If you always run, the enemy will make sure you always have a reason to. In 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse 11 and 12, we find the story of Shammah. The word of the Lord says, And the army of the Philistines were gathered together by a field full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. 
But Shammah stood in the middle of the field and defended it and killed the Philistines, and the Lord brought a great victory. Now, I want you to notice there were multiple people in the field. The text says that there were people that fled, and then there was Shammah that chose to stand. So multiple people, but making two completely different decisions. One fled while the other stood. If you always run, the enemy will never stop coming back and stealing from you over and over and over. Matter of fact, the word of the Lord says in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and kill and to destroy. The enemy, his goal is to steal and kill and destroy. And so he watches how we respond to problems. If we continually run, he will continually bring problems to make us run. Trying to steal from us, just as the Philistines stole the beans from the field. When the people fled, they lost their harvest. The longer that we flee from our problems, the more the enemy will come in and steal the things that God has in store for our lives. When we run from our problems, we are sabotaging ourselves. When you stop running, face the problem, you stand your ground and you will grow in God. The Bible tells us that Jacob was a man that continually ran from his problems. Jacob deceived his father and manipulated his brother, and this made Esau extremely angry. And in Genesis chapter 27, verses 41 through 43, we find the story of Esau's hatred toward his brother Jacob. And the Bible says that Rebekah, Jacob's mother, overheard Esau saying that he was going to kill Jacob. And she called her son and said to him, Behold, thy brother Esau is purposing to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice and arise. Flee thou to Laban, my brother in Haran. And Jacob ran. Jacob spent many years of his life running from his problems. Until one night he wrestled with an angel of the Lord. In Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 28 says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. I want you to notice the angel reached down and put out Jacob's thigh. No doubt that was an extremely painful experience, but it represented one of the greatest blessings of Jacob's life. 
he could no longer run. And the angel asked, what is your name? Jacob now has to face his problem himself. Not Esau, not Laban, but himself. His name is representative of his character, deceiver and surplanter. Jacob stopped running, faced his problems, and God restored his relationship with Esau. I want you to notice the great contrast between how Jacob ran and how Mary, the mother of Jesus, responded during difficult days. The Bible said in Luke chapter 2, verse 22, and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And the Bible said that Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. But I want you to notice what Simeon prophesied, not just concerning Jesus, but concerning Mary, his mother. Luke chapter 22, verse 35 says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. What could this mean? A sword piercing through her soul? It wasn't a physical sword, but a type of deep pain and anguish. So how was this prophecy fulfilled? The cross was ugly. The Romans made sure of it. A mother should never have to see her son in such condition. The prophet Isaiah said of Jesus, his visage, his outward looks would be more marred than any man. Notice what the gospel of John says. John chapter 19, verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother. Surely someone would take Mary away. Surely she would look away. Surely Mary would run away from such pain. Such a horrible, piercing anguish to see her own child in such suffering. But she did not run. She did not allow anyone to take her away. She did not turn her head and flee. She did quite the opposite. Instead of running from this awful situation, Mary made a stand. A.W. Pink in his book, The Seven Sayings of the Savior on the Cross, said of Mary, at the foot of the cross she stood. Oh, what a place to make a stand. Mary, the mother of Jesus, didn't run away. She stood. And so can you. Running away is not a winnable race. At some point, you have to face your problems head on. But understand, listener, you are not facing your problems by yourself. You are facing them with the power of God and his presence on your side. And through him, you can face all things. Because his power is in you, you don't have to flee anymore. You can tell the enemy that has come against you, I am not going to give up. I'm not going to flee. I'm not running away. I'm going 
going to make a stand. You've stolen too many days, too many weeks, too many months, and too many years of my life. I'm changing right now. No longer running. I'm going to make a stand. I feel this for somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. It's time for you to make up your mind. I'm not going to flee and allow one more moment of my life to be stolen by the enemy. I'm going to rise up in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to make a stand. No matter what I'm going through, I know that God is able to do anything. He can fix all things, restore all things, put broken lives and pieces and relationships back together. But the only way that process begins is when you make up your mind, I'm not running anymore. I'm going to stand here. Where are you going to stand? At the foot of the cross. Just as Mary, I will make my stand at the foot of the cross. So here are three things that can help you stop running. First, don't panic over problems. Panic creates that flight feeling. Remember, everyone faces problems. Yes, even the people you think have it all together. So sometimes you just have to take a step back, take a deep breath, slow down, think through all sides of the problem, pray, and if need be, seek advice. Often someone not directly affected by the situation can see things we miss when we're engaged in the struggle. Second, take an honest look within. And this is not easy, but it is necessary. The man in the mirror is rarely wrong. But it's easy to blame others or circumstances for our problems. However, this only prolongs the problem and doesn't solve it. So we must take responsibility for our problems. Taking an honest look within will help us better identify the root cause of our problems and then determine the best solution forward. By focusing on solutions, we can face the problem and grow from the experience. And third, break free from the cycle of avoidance. Stop delaying. Face it so you can quickly deal with it and move on. The longer you avoid it, you will just keep circling back to the same issues over and over and over. It doesn't matter where you move or how many times you change jobs. If you avoid problems, you will continue to face them. My spiritual mentor told me once, if everywhere you go, you end up facing the same problem, maybe it's not where you moved, but it's who moved. In other words, sometimes we have to take an honest look within and break free from the cycle of avoiding dealing with the problem. Now, if you've tried everything you can to make a stand and it just seems like you can't do it and you just have to run, there is a place you can run to. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, King Solomon said, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. 
So if you just cannot stop running, instead of running away from your problem, you have another option. You can run to Jesus, the strong tower that the righteous runneth into and are safe. Facing problems head on requires courage and resilience, but the rewards are profound. God desires to help you navigate challenges with grace and emerge stronger than ever before. It's time to stop running and start thriving. And as has become our tradition here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that God will encourage you. Jesus, I'm asking you to remind each listener that they are not alone. You are going to be there helping them every step of the way. Give them the courage to face their problems. Lead and guide them. Let grace lead the way. And as always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. You can find me on social at Trent Gillum, that's G-I-L-L-I-A-M, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you and... Until next time, stay safe, take care, and let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions. 